2: Welcome back to Becky well Daily, presented by Bet MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still plenty more to get into as far as uh, NFL futures, the awards markets, all that good stuff. But now let's circle back to our top story involving college football and that we have a national championship set between Michigan and Washington. And one more point that I want to make about this college football playoff in general, and uh, we'll hopefully get to Michael Felder in just a bit, uh, but I think one lesson that I learned from watching these games yesterday, Joe, is this notion of recruiting, because we have been told this our entire lives. Recruiting matters about as much as anything in college football. But you look at, say, 247 composite rankings and things like that, Michigan and Washington are not great recruiting programs. Whenever I've looked into this, your second year and third year classes are usually what dictate the outcome of your program. Well, in 2021, the Huskies class ranked 30th per 247 composite rankings. And then in 2022, that really wasn't a recruiting cycle for them. So they were way down to the list. But then you look at Michigan, it's 13th and 9th in terms of their second year and third year players. So what does this mean? The transfer portal is a really big deal and developing talent is a real big deal. And I'm wondering now in today's landscape of college football, if the transfer portal and development of talent, if those two things matter even more than perhaps we anticipated just 24 hours ago.
0: Oh, 100 percent. And as you're talking, the first thing that comes to my mind and probably everyone else is, well, that comes down to coaching. That means you have a quality coaching staff. They're developing these players. And, you know, when I was studying up on these various bowl games and you're looking at all the opt-outs and uh, transfer portal and all that stuff, and then you get to these four teams that played yesterday, it's like, of course not. With the playoff, nobody's going in the portal for the most part, right? Unless we're talking about a second or a third string. And so here's another element which is so great about the expanded playoff next year. Like I I get both sides of the argument, but here's something else. Not only are we going to have more relevant games, more good games, just like we had in both, both matchups yesterday. So now we've got 12 teams. And so then it's like, does making the playoff trump everything? It, you're not going to lose anybody. It's going to be fascinating. So how is that for the players? Like the guys that are transferring, they're probably going to other schools, right? That are non-top 12 because they're keeping all their dudes and it's going to be tough to beat out those spots. Like there are a lot of, lot of different levels to this. I find it, find it very interesting. But yeah, as far as the portal, you're right. It is just as important as and everything, if not more. Like look at the number of quarterbacks that we talked about that went into the portal at some point and they were – Candidates for the Heisman. At one point, they were a favorite to win the Heisman. So, may I think that's more important than recruiting, don't you? And there are certain schools, and I, you know, I follow Notre Dame closer, and I would look at them. I'm like, I think that's what they're going to do every year. They're going to go out and they're going to find their their starting quarterback that year in the portal, one that has some experience under their belt already.
1: Well, in terms of recruiting, what stood out to me was when you look at the Huskies um, and their head coach, like he specializes in wide receivers and quarterbacks. (laughs) And we keep talking about how the Huskies have the few, like three of the best Uh, wide receivers in the entire nation being able to recruit those guys, um, you know, retain those guys. He also has coached at other, you know, West Coast schools. So he probably knew what he was doing in terms of the region and had good connections. So I think it says a lot about the job that he's done recruiting for Washington as well.
2: Penix. Bo Nix. I mean, these are two quarterbacks that I probably have to believe that many college football pundits believed were washed up, that they had no future in this sport. But these programs up in the Northwest knew something about them. They knew what their potential could be if it was tapped properly. And I, and I think sometimes we worry when it comes to like the quarterback position, where if they're in too many different offensive systems, then it's like sensory overload. They're told too much, too many things to know, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe it's actually the opposite where your mind broadens and expands by being exposed to a lot of different ideas and beliefs and names for things, et cetera, et cetera, to where you can go to a new system and it can be yours because you're bringing you know some ideas from here some ideas from say high school and then the new things that have been installed in the program that you're at right now and look the quarterback position is one where you have to be really really smart breaking news you got to be really smart to play quarterback uh but sometimes being exposed to different systems specifically at that position may be beneficial
0: Okay, so um, with the playoff, one of the issues that they had, like n- not only the blowouts that we were getting in the semifinal games, which did not happen yesterday in, in the final year of the 14 playoff, but going to 12, do you guys think, and, and I think this ties in with the transfer portal and all that and the opt outs? Um, not only do we get better games, more games, more competitive games, it's just going to be more fun, and people love brackets and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think? part of the problem was with the 14 playoff, it was a cycle of the same teams every damn year. For the most part, it was <laughs> right. for a while when they were on top, it was always Clemson, always Georgia, always Bama, you know, Michigan or Ohio state or both. Like it was, a, it was a list of maybe six teams that, that kept getting in, right. It's cycling through with, especially with the portal now and just how, you know, we've seen teams pop up that were unexpected. It, Do you you think we're going to constantly be rotating the 12 teams that are in? Or is it maybe going to be a list of 16 teams that are in? I I think with the portal, we are more likely to have a wide range of teams to maybe, uh, you know, in a five-year sample, it's 20-plus different teams that are participating in the playoff.
1: I love it. I'm all for it. You know, I hope there's more pairs. Excuse me, parody, and it becomes like the NCAA tournament, where we will have some longer shots and just not the same SEC teams year after year. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to it for sure.
2: I I don't know if I buy that it's going to broaden things because I'm looking at transfer portal rankings right now from 2023, and Colorado's mm-hmm. number one because they just redid the whole program, but so much good that did they still only won four games. But then number two, LSU, number three, Ole Miss, number four, USC, number five, Auburn, number six, Florida State. These are the same programs that are in the running just about every year with maybe one or two exceptions. And I do wonder when it comes to coaching, which can be very top heavy in terms of talent and development, resources, that matters a great deal. I wonder if you're combining those other sort of hard to quantify intangible things to where transfer rankings are still going to favor those top tier programs and yes I think in the first couple of years like you can have a TCU kind of come in and make a really deep run just because they've mastered the transfer portal but I think ultimately these other big schools they'll figure it out it was one or two years of this competitive imbalance or balance depending on how you look at it but ultimately we do go back to the big programs continuing to showcase what they can do
0: but, but but I'll add that we're also getting a couple surprises every year. And so now if you're uh-huh. a surprise and you're there, you're part of the conversation, you're going to be in. There isn't any more snubbing Florida State. There's no more snubbing Cincinnati. Like the, last year it was TCU. Like that was the surprise. How about this year? Missouri's in. Missouri's in. Uh-huh. Like they're locked in um, this year. And then we're getting going to be probably back to your Oklahomas being in every year and if they have any sort of a case you know Notre Dame's getting in I I I kind of with the portal I I think there's going to be some teams and there will be some quarterbacks will be like look I they're 20 now but if I go there we're going to be in the playoff and we're going to have a couple extra games I want to be in the playoff and I know I'm going to be the starter there I think it's going to be fascinating um and it's going to be interesting when you get to those last couple of spots, are they going to go by true rankings or are they going to be like, why not? Let, let's get a an, a small guy in there, you know, like, you know, maybe SMU one year ends up being in the playoff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that would be fun. I would be all for that. I, I do wonder You'd though. be there. Like, of course I would, hundred percent. Don't invite uh, Iowa.
0: That's all I ask. No Iowa. Right. which I'm so we don't, happy we don't the Big Ten's going to be tougher. Like <laughs> they got those losers got shut out in back-to-back games in the Big Ten championship and yesterday. God, like what is taking so long to move on from <laughs> Ferrans? I'm so sick of them. This is just, it's just a torture to watch. Yeah, yeah. And breaking news: Tennessee's not that good.
2: Like they're they're not terrible, but they're they had
0: they're all bad. backups in yesterday. Yeah, they had exactly. All
2: I know. I know. Uh, We'll try and get back to to Michael Felder a little later on in the program, but let's uh, do a little NFL now and let's talk about Offensive Rookie of the Year, because while some may have believed that C.J. Stroud had this thing wrapped up, Uh, Puka Nakua still has a chance here. Uh, Per Bet MGM, Stroud is certainly the favorite at minus 1,000, but Nakua is at plus 450, and then you have massively long shots uh, after that. So, Joe, my question to you is, do you feel like the Puka Nakua can still win Offensive Rookie of the Year?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt he can. I'm not saying it's any sort of a lock. I'm not sitting here saying that he should be the favorite, but pricing matters and for pricing at you know plus 450 right now for Stroud to me minus 1000 at betmgm minus 1200 as high as i see here's the case puka's played in two more games first off have that uh in shroud's return yes they won easily but the numbers were not all that impressive uh over the course of the season very impressive over 3800 yards uh very limited turnovers, only five interceptions, 21 touchdowns, 99 quarterback rating. Strauss had a fantastic year, but he missed two games. Puka is going to play in his 17th game coming up this weekend. He has 101 receptions. He's going to set the record on Sunday.
2: He- Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners and for a limited time tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments offer valid through january 31st so don't wait visit hellotend.com/sale that's hello t e n d.com/sale and book your free consult today
0: he's now tied Anquan quan bolden most receptions by a rookie he's going to beat that record he's also going to set the receiving record by a rookie he is 10 yards behind Jamar Chase's number, and he's 28 behind Bill Gorman. Bill Gorman's receiving record stood for 63 years, and Puka is most likely to beat it, although he's only 28 behind again. The touchdowns might hurt him. He only has five on the year, but Puka's probably going to hit that 1,500 number. He only needs 55 yards to get to 1,500, And I know there's other stuff at stake for the Rams, but they're aware of this. And I think they're definitely going to want him not only break the record, but to get to 1,500 yards. He's going to end up with like maybe 110 receptions. I, I, I feel the pricing's off, guys. And a lot of the reason for the pricing is where the Stroud number was a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it seems like they should be co-favorites. You're definitely getting some value on Puka Nakua. I think it also just shows how good of a coach Sean McVay is as well to get him to this point, a guy who many people didn't even know who he was until now. And we were just talking about the Rams. Uh, You could get some value on them to win the conference or the Super Bowl. So uh, I I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you look at, cj stroud and they definitely missed him when he was out um and both these teams the rams Mm -hmm. and the texans exceeding expectations no one was expecting the rams to do anything and nobody was expecting the texans this was supposed to be a rebuilding year for them and here they are um trying to make the playoffs so impressive on both sides in terms of you know doing more with less um i think it'll be a tough one do you think both um Texas players can win these rookie awards or is it an either or
2: (sighs) oh either or I I don't know about that I I mean I think they're kind of different arguments Uh, you know when I I I don't think they're looking at say
0: like I don't think voters are going to look at that like they didn't do it last year I don't think they're Mm going to be too worried about that what do you think Ed Mm -hmm. I I
2: think, right, like if it happens, then it's pure coincidence, but I think, you know, when you're talking about like offensive rookie, what's fascinating to me is, yes, the quarterback position matters a great deal more, and the Houston Texans were absolutely a dumpster fire, and now all of a sudden they could win the division, make the playoffs, Like, that's remarkable. But at the same time, the importance of the quarterback position cannot be understated. Yet, though, I do wonder, given just how good the coaching staff has been for the Texans, how great the receivers have been for Houston as well, if, say, you had a different rookie in there or a different quarterback, and they would still be successful. But with the Rams, you're looking at Nakua, and you're like, they're relying on him. They needed him to perform at a Mm -hmm. super high level for the Rams to be in this position. With Stroud, like – he's still a rookie like let's see him do this again so that i can be comfortable that he's going to be one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league i just don't know that yet
0: and recency bias is a thing and what the, what we've seen most recently from stroud is he missed a couple games he came back let's see what happens now if the texans win the division the conversation changes it's probably going to be to go to stroud right that's what people are going to remember them celebrating a division win Rookie, he bounced back. Like a lot of the narrative is going to be there, but man, this is an enticing number on Puka right now, plus four fifty. It should be much closer. Mm -hmm. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next:
2: Defensive Rookie of the Year and Coach of the Year, right here on the BetQL Network.